This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows if you F around with Dot, you're going to find out, Ryan Nelson. Justin, it was it just me, or did Roy Tillman look more like Raylan Givens Tillman, the way he took out that uh, wife beater? We are going to be of- talking about that specifically <laughs> there about the end of episode four. So there's, well, that is definitely on the topic for conversations at least. So, but yeah, there's there's a lot of like evil Raylan Givens energy coming yeah. from from uh, Roy Tillman. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talked about the uh third i'm sorry the fourth and fifth episodes of fargo on fx and hulu if you are new or a regular and like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad-free access to the podcast, uh, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. All four levels of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. As low as the three, as high as the 20, they are all going to get you the show ad-free. Uh, if you want additional benefits, though, uh, those that 5 that 10 that $20 level, those are where you get to the additional benefits. If you want bonus episodes, if you want like uh, be able to like uh, have a chat room with Ryan and I, there's things out there for you as well in the upper ranges. But if you'd like to say, if you just want, if you just want for, uh, ad-free access, just go to the three dollar level and sign up for that. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five star rating on both of those platforms. And if you have time, we'd love it if you wrote us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. Uh, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have, any recommendations. We'd love to hear those as well. So we'd love to hear anything that you might want to add to the show. Just go to your email and send us a, uh, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so uh, we are back. Sorry, guys, we did not cover uh, episode four by itself. We had planned to. Uh, my wife had some more health issues. I had some health issues as well. Uh, it's been an interesting week here in the Strong household, but uh, hopefully we are back in, back on track here. Uh, so we are picking up with both episode four and episode five. Uh, it's episode three and episode four. Oh, I'm so sorry. Episode three and episode four. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's been a crazy week here in uh, the strong household. Uh, so I'm I'm just trying to get by at this point. But uh, anyway, episode three and episode four of uh, Fargo season five. Just real quick on episode three before we uh, talk about episode four. Let's just talk about it. What were your yeah. general thoughts on episode three? Episode three was like uh, uh, the homo. We finally got the homo episode. <laughs> we finally did. You know, it was very gnarly, but I expected more carnage, uh, you know, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Wayne was 
probably got the worst. He of probably everything. got the worst of it. Yeah, you're correct about that. He probably yeah. got the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I but I I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, I really enjoyed you know the scenes at the uh, hospital as well. Uh, I'm I'm still curious on. I watched uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Gator Jack Skeleton uh, comparisons, I'm just not seeing it yet. Although in episode four, say, maybe we saw a little bit of a turn. There could be a good guy turning in, in, yeah, in Gator. We're, we'll talk about that when we talk about episode four because I think that's more. I think we started to see a little bit of something in him that might can make yeah. that seem a little bit more obvious there in episode four. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, here in episode three, it's it's you don't really see that at all in this one. No. no. Uh, all right, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Look, it's this show. I mean, episode three is just part of it. I mean. It is just so amazing how good the show is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like I'm just so surprised. Like I, I've talked, we talked about this when we talked about uh, when we did our coverage of season one in general a few weeks ago or a couple months ago when we uh, just covered that entire season, uh, and then also when we covered the first two episodes of of this show a couple weeks ago. You know, I was late to it. I, this was a show I always wanted to watch, but I didn't get Hulu until. Uh, much later in the game i didn't get it until honestly until disney plus came out and i got the bundle with it uh, so like i said it, it had been a uh, i'd been wanting to watch it never saw it because it was on hulu I, obviously it's on fx but it's kind of a weird situation sometimes it shows up on fx sometimes it doesn't but it is just so good look i didn't see the two supposedly down seasons episode three season yeah. three and season four but the three seasons the two or the two and a half seasons i have seen like it is like if you ask me which one's yeah. better, I don't know. They're all just great. <laughs> they really are. You know what I was thinking about? Noah Hawley is probably the best show cre- showrunner creator at casting. Yeah, he's really really good because at it. he has done a really good job of finding actors in the in a different part of their career and giving them roles where they can just like devour them. I'm thinking of Gene Smart, Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson, you know, uh, Kirsten Dunst, she had not done anything yeah. like that. And like she's, like we saw, and she's kind of a bit of a renaissance ever yeah. since this came out, yeah. And Billy Bob Thornton, Martin Freeman, uh, Colin Hanks. But in this season, you're seeing that. from Jennifer Jason Lee has come out and just said, hey, I'm here for the Best Supporting Actress Awards. <laughs> you know, we've not seen John Hamm in anything like this. So, And, and really, Joe Keery as well. Yeah. But then also, he's so good at find, finding people and giving them a chance to do different things. You've seen, oh, let me, Juno Temple as well has not got a chance to do this. But also, he has found people like this season, uh, you know, Richa Mujani as Indira. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. The guy who plays Wayne, so good. I'd not seen him before. You know, in the earlier season. And then season, Sam Spurl, let's he, not forget him. Munch. Sam Munch. Spurl as Munch well. Is as how it is, yeah. You know, I'd not seen him before. In the previous seasons, he had found Rachel Keller, who's gone on to big career. Right. He's found Angus Sampson, who was like the vi- one of the villains in season two. Zay McLaren, uh, in the first season, uh, Kristen Malata, uh, like she was uh, Lou's wife, mm-hmm. you know, is so good at casting. And like I said, finding newer people that you had not seen in a role like this and giving people a chance. I think he's the best at casting at any showrunner out there. Yeah, he, he's really good. And this uh, this third episode, I, I really like. I've liked. I liked them all. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. don't. I, when you start talking about you know, what's the best episode of a season. I, 
I don't know. They're all great. I mean, that's one of the yeah. that's one of the things I love about what I've seen from Fargo so far uh, is like you know, pick a favorite episode. I don't know. They're they're all really good. It's like they they're are. so rare to like have a down episode. And I can't think of a single one where I'm like, you know what? And that was that episode was just okay. I, I don't. I can't think of a single one that I've had like that. So, and like I said, I've not seen season three and season four. I know season four is the one that everybody like really yeah. uh, uh, craps on, but. I, I'll take your word for it, so I'm not going to go back and watch it. But uh, this third episode, I was really interested in how much you enjoyed it, just because the entire time I've watched Fargo, so two and a half seasons, the only previous thing that I know of that I've seen that Noah Hawley did was Legion. And this Mm -hmm. episode... It felt a lot like Legion, which I loved. I know you didn't like it, but I, I liked it. But there were times that got on my nerves. I thought I thought season episode three was really good. Uh, you know, the first scene stretched for fifteen minutes, which is wild. And uh, I, I I just think the acting and the scenes in this are so good. Like yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, when she hits that hospital, like she's like, I'm in charge now. Right, I, I run this thing. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that the very beginning of this thing. So, like, there is, like, no spoken dialogue except for this really weird rendition of I Got You, Babe. That's the only dialogue that you hear. From Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, yeah. That's the name of the group that was doing this. And it's just this really, like, unsettling version of I Got You, Babe. It's not like... that guy that did the, like, he was Hawaiian. He sang with a ukulele, like a weird-looking dude. Okay, I'm I'm not familiar with the guy at all. But, like I said, it was just a weird rendition of I Got You, Babe. But, uh, like I said, that's the only spoken dialogue for, like, the first six or seven minutes of this entire thing. Yeah. And it's just absolutely, like intense it's just the vibe yeah. of it is is creepy uh the way that noah hawley has this shot i don't know who his cinematographer is for this thing but the way that he has this this entire thing shot where he's moving the camera around where he's like flipping it upside down flipping it on its side uh, it's yeah. just adds to the entire mood of the thing and it's like you said we get the home alone uh, the home alone stuff like starts to carry on this is like if home alone had really happened this is more how it would have played out like people right, having right. going to the hospital uh, uh, yeah. just your general thoughts on the opening I, I thought it was fantastic. I like how at the beginning like Gator was actually expecting this yes mm-hmm Cause like when he was sneaking in, he was waiting for like a light bulb or something. He's like, he was expect, he knew what she was going to do, which, and then he reveals himself to her. Obviously they had some kind of relationship right. because she actually looks kind of disappointed that oh, it's yeah. him. Yeah. Very and at one point he calls her mama, uh, like, like joking. I have a feeling we're going to find out they were closer. Like they were friendly. Yeah going on because she was really disappointed when she saw him yeah but like like it almost looked like he had a had a a chance for a second but of course not of course not wick (laughs) it's gonna win (laughs) yeah uh yeah if i feel it feels like yes technically he was she was his stepmom uh but it feels like more she was like a problem it feels more like she was like an older sister to him than anything else Right, right right um but yeah, this this episode is like it's it's great. This very opening, uh, and you know her family, uh, Scotty and Wayne, they are just kind of going along for the ride, and they're just trying to figure out like. Yeah. But Wayne really doesn't know what to make of all this. Uh, Scotty's just like cheering her mother on. Yeah. Uh, but Scotty's right there. Scotty's like when the when the ladder comes down, which was a fantastic idea, yes, and nearly decapitates that does, person, yeah. mm-hmm. and almost you know. Uh, 
uh, str- I mean, makes them strangle to death. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." Yes. Wayne's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just a great. It's just an absolutely incredible scene. Uh, they're walking around in these, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas masks. That's another thing that just kind of adds to yeah. the whole mood of the thing. Um, but it ends with it ends with Wayne going to the window because he 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 deviates from Dot's plan. Dot has this entire thing planned out. She knows what needs to happen. And when Wayne deviates, he goes to the window that's been wired with the electrical wire, and he ends up getting taking a tremendous shock wow, as a result. Yeah. Uh, sets the curtains on fire, which eventually sets the house on fire. Um, and you know you've got Scotty and. Scotty and Dorothy, or Dot, how, how you want to refer to her, uh, you got them trying to get his body out, uh, and I was I, I was not sure if he was if he was alive at this point. I was I really wasn't sure. sure either. Yeah, because like we've been, I've been concerned about Wayne Dunn yes. from the get go. I know I've been very concerned about that. Uh, he's still he's still with us for a while, so yeah. Uh, we'll neurological see. issues and all. Yes, neurological and issues. potentially uh, losing some intestine since he is. Confused with someone else. Well, true. That is one question. I haven't even thought about that, but that's a that's a good point. So uh, we shall see about all that. But uh, but yeah, this third episode, like I said, it, it starts off with this really impressive opening scene. Uh, obviously, you know things. You know the house ends up catching on fire. Uh, it ends up like consuming the house. Uh, Gator and his crew they get away. I wasn't really sh- uh, that one guy died. Correct. They got hit with the hammer. I think so. I think I, so too. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I kind of think that he was dead. Uh, so they pick him. They pick up his body. They get out, and yes, Gator did have was looking for stuff. But even he, I don't think, was aware of just how resourceful Dot is. Because no. when he goes back to Roy, he says, "Yeah, uh, Munk was right. She's a tiger." I mean, so yeah. like, so he's even admitting like she's a more formidable opponent than even yeah. I gave her credit for. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. People are calling him Munch, and some people are calling him, he calls himself Monk, so it's weird how they keep changing that name. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like Munk or something like that. It, yeah. Is the, the pronunciation, it looks like Munch, because if you look at, if you yeah. go to IMDb and yeah. look up his character, it's spelled Old Munch, but I think it's just based off of like, from where he was like 600 years ago, I think it's, yeah. it's supposed to be pronounced like Munk, not Monk, yeah. like M-O-N-K, yeah. but Munk. Yeah. I don't know, it's yeah. weird. Uh, He's the, weird, yes, but he yes. loves <laughs> Lost pancakes, you're correct. Um, anyway, so uh, they get to the hospital, and you kind of already alluded to this as well. This is when Jennifer Jason Lee's uh, character uh, Lorraine Lyon walks in and basically tries to like take over the place. Like she goes to the the nurse, and the nurse is like, uh, "You're going to like wait in line." And like she tells Danish Grace, played by Dave Foley, uh, "She's fired." I like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. can you like truly organize? I, I would really like to know if that woman actually got fired. That's what I, I, I wanted to know as well. I, I wish we could have got a say where she was. Well, she wasn't there the next day at the hospital. That wasn't well, the true. same woman. That's true. Yeah. So it's, it's possible that she actually did end up getting fired so what will the world will never know i don't think so uh but obviously you know there's a lot going on here because lorraine obviously does not trust dot uh dot does not trust anybody uh, especially not her her mother-in-law uh but they finally get we finally get confirmation that wayne is alive because he he wakes up and obviously he is not in good mental condition uh 
but we also have a guy like screaming about an enema out in the hallway, which I didn't know where they were going with that, but we find that out in the, in the fourth episode, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, yeah, I was just that was just like some weird, like odd comedy, some dark comedy that well, you would see in a Coen Brothers yes. movie. Yeah, and so I do like the fact that like uh, Dorothy tells tells uh scotty to go get uh a candy bar and like uh lorraine's like are we what did she say to are we poor or something like that I don't yeah know. yeah yeah that was yeah uh but that was great and then like she, she tells uh danish to go to give her some money to, so she can go get a candy bar and he's like is there a hundred dollar bill <laughs> right right like these people like don't care anything but a hundred dollars yeah. that's just how insanely rich and wealthy they are it's just it's like disgusting just how incredibly wealthy they are so um but we still the, the the other interesting part and the the part that is also just kind of you know I don't really know where they're going with this. You still got uh, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, but Monk basically infiltrates someone's house. We did that, I think he did that in episode two. Uh, yeah, and he calls her mama, but the, obviously the lady has no idea who he is. Right, he has no idea, and like he has he's washing off all this this stuff that he covered himself up with. Uh, and like I'm expecting like to be the, like this big like statement that he's about to make towards yeah. her, and then he says, "I want pancakes." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I know. And this is the last we have seen of him. We have not. He does yeah. not show up in episode four at all. Right. So but I saw the trailer for the next one. He oh, has a you? huge. Okay. Well, I figured he was coming back soon, but like I said, we, we don't see any of him like in episode four. He te- actually teams up with Gator in episode five. Interesting. That's a that's yeah. an interesting team up. So, yeah. uh, like I said, so like his character is just it's that it's an odd character and it's just kind of uh, out there on the periphery, and I don't know where they're going with it. But uh, yeah, and he he's all. I thought they did a good job of not overusing him. I thought the the previous episode they did, mm-hmm. uh, but this one they barely use him. He's not in four, so now I'm I'm missing him right. being involved. So I think they're doing a good job with him. I was a little concerned on two that he could his stuff is so weird right. that it could go too far. But they, they've done a good job so in these in these two episodes. Yeah, I think I think you're correct about that. So, all right, so Roy Tillman, uh, let's kind of talk about his little arc here in episode three. Uh, Roy Tillman, played by John Hamm, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, interesting way that we get reintroduced to him. Uh, I'm not even sure. We may, we, this may not have when we were reintroduced to him, but when we see him at some point, he's in a church, which yeah. apparently like he's like the pastor of or as well. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it kind of felt that way. Uh, but he's praying, but... He's not praying like most people pray. When most people pray, they go to God because, like, God is like the authority. God is the uh, the guy who is in charge, and like you go to him uh, and you're looking for concession from God's. You know, I will. You know, please bless me with this. Please bestow upon me this. I'm at your Might mercy. Be looking for some, yeah, you're looking for some little assistance. Yeah. Uh, so, but you're going, you're going before God, humbled because He is yes. God and you are not. That's not the way. Or- that's not the yeah. way Roy is praying. Roy is basically yeah. praying to him like he's like equal with God. Right, right, right. And like I was gonna say, sometimes you pray at a at a football game, say that you know God. If we win this game, <laughs> I may start going to church. Again. That's right. You make these crazy promises that nobody ever keeps. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, when he's praying, he's like he's talking to God like they're equals, and like not yeah. only should God like 
not he's not just asking for God to do something. He's basically telling him like I need you to watch out for us. I need you. To, you're going to be there. And you're going to take care of us, uh, and you're going to do this. It's not like he's saying I need you to be there. He's saying you right. will be there. Uh, and this is when uh, Monk obviously infiltrates his home uh, and puts some weird, I guess, rune-like looking thing on the yeah, children's wall. Yeah. Uh, but it, like I said, enough to freak him out, uh, which he yeah. should be. That somebody infiltrated yeah. his home. Uh, but basically, at this point, Roy knows he has to do something to get the feds off of his back because the feds are going. Because yeah. uh, the two agents, uh, you got Agent Meyer played Joaquin. by uh, played by Jessica Pulley and Agent Joaquin played by Nick Gomez. They are going to their boss to try to like get further permission to like investigate him further or something like this or, or whatever. And their boss just kind of isn't having it. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's basically saying, you know, it'll, it'll take care of itself if he loses the election. You know, I'm not too terribly worried about that, but when they discover that, uh, he's had multiple wives go missing, this is when the two agents are yeah. like, okay, we need to keep, I don't care what our boss says. Uh, we're going to keep investigating him. And so Roy knows he's got to get these guys off of his, off of his, uh, tail and this is when we kind of get into like the evil Raylan given stuff uh he yeah. goes to the uh, the uh the couple that we saw in episode two he goes to their home and he is talking to the to the husband who is obviously a wife beater and he is basically goading him he is just saying yeah. stuff to him to try to get him riled up uh telling him all these awful things and look this is the reason we say evil Raylan Givens because this is what this is the Raylan Givens playbook. If I need to draw on you and to shoot yeah. you, I need you to draw first. It's it's on the very first scene of Justified. Exactly. And so, and in fact, I almost wanted Roy Tillman to say this shooting was justified. <laughs> yeah, I really felt like he was about to say that. Uh, yeah. So he gets the guy so angry, gets him so riled up. He draws first. He pulls his gun, shoots him dead, uh, and basically tells the wife, "You know, you're going to follow along in our plan. That this is the guy who shot uh, the the." North Dakota deputy went far. Yeah. He's the guy who shot him and killed uh, the other deputy as well. Uh, and you're going to go along with this, and I'm going to take care of you because you're going to go along with this and you're going to play along. And that didn't come up in uh, the next episode, so I wonder if it'll come up again. I don't know. That's a good question because we we do see the two agents in the next episode, but we don't. they don't really yeah. go into any of that. Yeah. So I'll be and wrong. also, i got to give Tillman, like Raylan Givens, never worried. No, never worried. Like he, Not worried at all. Like the guy draws, and he's right there and just shoots him. But like you know, Raylan was very similar as hell. He was never scared. No, he wasn't. And that's what, like I said, like Justify gives us like the good version of like what a Raylan Givens yeah, yeah. can be. This yeah. gives us like the bad version of right, what that right, character right, can be. Right. So, uh, like I said, it's not all just all sunshine and roses when you talk about that type of yeah. character. So, uh, but basically, he tells Gator that you know we're going to get this is our plan this is what we're going to do with and this is the road that we're going to go down and this is kind of how episode three ends and like i said it was just and he rides off in the sunset, he rides off in the sunset very yeah. Cool. yeah yeah so like they're trying to like portray him like is this <sighs> he's not a hero but he's like it's if somebody thinks if Western. somebody thinks he's a hero this is what they're doing because he truly believes yeah. he's a hero that's what he believes oh, he absolutely believes that for sure so uh like i said just really good stuff from from john ham and everybody all around so all right uh shall we talk about episode four then let's do it 
All right, episode four is called The Tiger, and we get Jason Schwartzman, who apparently was in episode yeah, uh, season four. He was. He's uh, one of the best parts of season four, for sure. And he is doing voiceover uh, for telling us all about the tendencies of a tiger. And, like, they do this, they did this in the first two seasons where they bring back somebody to give yeah. like, voiceover for one episode. And this is why I guess the episode they chose to do it for this one. Uh, and look. I, I've said previously in this very episode, like, you know, I can't really tell you what, you know, the best episode is. They're all just great. I will say this. Of the performances by Juno Temple, this episode is probably her best episode. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the best show for Jason Lee as well. Yeah, you're correct about that as well. The two just standout performances from both of these yeah. ladies. Yeah. Uh, like, because when I see Juno Temple, and I saw her in Ted Lasso. I never saw something like this. I know. From her. Same never. thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so it opens up with you know the narration of Jason Schwartzman and basically Lorraine Lyon and Jennifer, played by Jennifer Jason Lee and Danish Graves, uh, played by Dave Foley. They're discussing you know power of attorney and they have power of attorney if both. Uh, Dot and Wayne are incapacitated. Well, Wayne is obviously incapacitated, but yeah. at this point, Dorothy is not. So they basically have a plan to have her committed. I wasn't real thrilled with this. I knew it was going to happen because it's in the trailer. But yeah. I, the idea of like having her committed, un, an unjustful, an unjustified uh, committal, that can be, it can be a frustrating watch. Right, uh, right. Uh, but they handle this really well because they don't leave they her. Do. They, they She breaks out on them almost immediately. Well, and also, she tells those guys, I'm going to bite you, and I'm going to poke your eyes, and you're going to be in a lot of pain. And it actually happens. Yes, that's what's so great. Is like, <laughs> yeah. She like, tells them, like, this is going to be bad for you. You're, you're, you're going to be hurt, and it's going to be painful yeah. uh, if you try to force me against my will. And, yeah. like... The very next scene is like them with like uh, bandages, bandages, yeah. stuffs up their nose. Uh, and she's like, The I guy's eyes hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she says, I tried to warn you. Uh, yeah. And they're carting her off uh, into uh, yeah. the angle. Let me say, if, if we have a listener from Minnesota, please correct us on this because we're Southerners. Yes, we are. We hate when a bad Southern accent. To me, Chino Temple feels like she's doing a good Minnesota accent. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know if that's wrong or not. I will that, say this. That's what I perceived as one. Uh, my cousin, uh, she who I grew up with, uh, she was six months older than me. Uh, we grew up together. She moved to Minnesota uh, probably about 13 or 14 years ago. Uh, and they have a daughter. Uh, so these two very Southern people have a daughter, but their daughter lives in Minnesota. She sounds like a Minnesota. Like, it's so weird yeah. to have somebody in my family with a Minnesota accent. And she sounds a lot uh, like, like Juno Tempo. Okay. Uh, so like I said, I'll... Look, it's the only experience, like, per-sand experience I have with a Minnesota yeah. accent. So, but what I have, I'll say it sounds pretty authentic. Yeah. But like I said, if you listen... Well, so were David Rosdahl is from Minnesota. Oh, is he really? Okay. And do you know who he's either married to or I dating? saw that. Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats, yeah. Uh, that I would Good not have put together. for him, sir. <laughs> yeah. for I, him. I would not have put those two together to say I the least. I would not have either. Impressive, sir. Yeah, I know. So, so good for him. But, uh... uh so she gets carted off to the uh, mental institution, which is, is it's a wing of the hospital. It's the same hospital that, that Wayne is in. Um, and look, she starts to play kind of nice. So she's playing nice with with Danish in the in the ambulance. She's playing nice with uh, the people. She's like, "Oh, I feel much better now. Oh yes, this is it's not so bad." 
and she tricks the guy into coming over to her stretcher and just she wants his handkerchief yeah wants his handkerchief and like she just takes the dude out uh grabs yeah. him by the nostrils pulls him down onto the onto the stretcher uh straps him in obviously probably does something to the nurse that checks on him we don't see what she does to that nurse but uh yeah. she's in the process of trying to get away while all this is taking place uh roy tillman goes to jennifer jason lee's uh character's house Lorraine lyon to have a conversation because he is trying to appeal to her uh, to basically give uh to give dot up at this point and yeah it was this was this before or after the banker scene i want to make sure i get it correct was the banker this scene? was this was after the banker okay scene. let's talk about the, the banker, banker scene. scene yeah let's talk about the banker scene first so she's meeting with these two bankers and uh there's two men and this is just like jennifer jackson lee just has an amazing episode in this one she does uh and she is just basically she's trying to get into the credit business she's in the debt business and she says you know a lot of people people love the guy who gives you a loan they don't like the guy who comes after you for your debts yeah and so she wants to be in the credit business and she's going to buy their banks these people's bank but it's obviously that they don't want any part of her they don't want anything to do with her and they're just completely shocked when she has done so much homework into their bank and they just don't know what right. to say what did you think well about it's that obviously they don't this is something that this character has dealt with her whole right. life. These people don't take a female leader right. uh, seriously. And she just takes them both down a notch. She does. She takes them down. I don't know how notches. they will ever recover. Yes. Uh, and basically, she basically tells them, you'll either take my deal or I'll turn you over to uh, the SEC and then they'll just take you yeah. out completely. So, you know, it's she says, do you love money more or do you hate women more? And yeah. that's basically the ultimatum that she gives them. Uh, and then just and this is out. a point, too, where I feel like this is something i want to discuss i feel like she's not a villain anymore i thought this scene was supposed to make us feel something for her yeah. and then the next scene where she just takes down roy tillman that's the scene i and think pretty much takes up for dot as well that's the scene where i think they're trying to give us a little bit of a turn on her character i think the previous yeah. scene with the bankers is basically trying to show us just how ruthless she can actually be yeah and this next scene you still don't like this woman i mean no. you don't but the fact that she just doesn't completely turn on dot and just give her up yeah. over to roy completely and say that's fine you take her you do whatever you want with her. Mm -hmm. i don't care but she recognizes that this woman even though she hates her is important to her son and it's the mother of her right. grandchild who she is very very fond of as she says that still means something and therefore right you know even though I don't like her. Uh, this is she's still a part of this family, so I'm going to take it for her, and I'm going to put you in your place, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sheriff, man. And she, and he does. I mean, like yeah. Roy Tillman, who has seen just like completely above everyone else, he is completely humbled before oh, yeah. this woman, and he walk when he is done, he walks out talks to Danish, and then he says that brief little line to Scotty as she shows up, you know, tell your mom, uh, Sheriff Roy says hi, and like, yeah. that, it was a simple line, but just because you know that, even though we don't know really what the history is at this point, even though we're starting to get a little bit, because he gives that to Lorraine, yeah. uh, so apparently they were married, like, was, was she 15 or 16 when they got married? What she said they got together when she was 15, and she was 17 when they got married. Married, okay, so, and I'm 
guessing he's like 30 at this point. Oh, gotta be. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's gotta be. I mean, John Hamm's in his like early 50s. Right. So I think, I feel like this character may be a little older than yeah. what he's supposed to be. So yeah. Also, uh, when he's, Roy Tillman is leaving, he tells Danish Grave, uh, we will be seeing each other again, not the way you think. Yeah, I know. That was interesting. That was a very interesting yeah. how he says that. Yeah. I don't really know what he means yeah. by that. <laughs> yeah. So who do you think are, is the villains? Because I think they're trying to convince us that Lorraine and Danish are not villains. I think they're... I don't Roy think, obviously is a villain. Roy is obviously a villain. I think there's no question about that. I don't know if they're... They're like reluctant... Not heroes, but they're reluctant... We reluctantly accept them just because of who they are in relation to Dot. Because basically, right. and I heard this on the the um, uh, the Prestige uh, t- uh, TV podcast with Joanna Robinson and Rob Mahoney. You know how you feel about people is how they are in relation to the two central characters. How they are in relation to Roy and how they are yeah. in relation to Dot. Uh, obviously, up until this point, Jennifer Jason Lee's character has been completely against Dot the entire time, so you haven't liked her, you haven't wanted her, she felt like a villain, but the moment she starts to take up a little bit for Dot, you're, you don't think of her as a hero, but you're, right. you will reluctantly accept her and be like, okay, I can live with her because she's now fighting for Dot. Uh, anybody who sides it's, with... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, anybody who sides with Roy, you're going to hate, even if you've liked them right. previously. So anybody who's do, dealing yeah. with Roy, you're going to end up hating. Yeah, that's what makes me wonder if Gator and Ol are not going to end up being villains. And I, this is the well, this is the, this is the episode where I kind of started to see a little bit of what Noah uh, uh, Noah what's his name? I think I had to Holly. Noah Holly meant when he said, you know. He felt like Gator was like kind of like a Jack Skellington. Uh, yeah. You know, he wanted like at this point he's been completely put in his place by his father. His father yeah. doesn't trust him, doesn't feel like he can rely on him. Uh, he's got these three other henchmen with him because when he goes back to his car and says, you know, oh, we're going to plan B, take the husband. And he tells him to give it the phone to the other guy. And basically he tells the other guy says, you guys stay in the car. You can't come in. Uh, and like, and uh, you felt kind of bad for him at this you point. You actually did because he's like, "I'm the law. I'm the law." And like, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna give credit to uh, Joanna Robinson because she she made this point. Uh, he, he felt like Cam in in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he was like sitting there saying, uh, "What was it?" He was saying like, "I can do this." You know can- what, Justin? You were right all along. This is episode four and five. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was episode four. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I apologize. I corrected you <laughs> earlier. I think I got them mixed up with uh, Slow Horses episode. Yeah, so I, I think apologize. It's that's all right. I, I, like I said, I thought it was four and five. I was like, I'm a little confused by that. So, uh, anyway, like I said, nah, I'm, I'm so out of it that I didn't even. Yeah. I, I didn't even remember to like. It even occurred to me like, oh, you're probably right because I'm probably wrong. So, um, anyway, here in episode five, like he's he kind of feels like that character. I can't remember what it was that King was like trying to like psych himself up to to like do in, yeah. in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but it felt very much like that. Cameron, you mean? Yeah, Cameron. What did I say? You said that character. I'm sorry, uh, you yeah, may Cam- have mentioned Cameron. Yeah, okay. yeah Cam. Uh, I said Cam is what it was, but Cameron. Okay. Uh, but anyway, like I said, it felt very much like that, and like I said, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel kind of bad for him. Uh, and you kind of kind of rooting for because obviously he's been put in his place by his father. He's not the cocky. He's not the same character we saw in episode two. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So, uh, and that's you know that's kind of the big takeaway for him. Um, 
but when they go into the hospital, this is when I love that Dot is like just carrying this little old lady around. I know. Uh, so it's like her cover for the entire yeah. thing. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but also, she like to duck for cover. She goes into the room with the guy with who's wanting the enema. Yeah, and like he's like ripping her new one because she's like getting ready to put his coat on, and she just gets so upset. She starts like, I wasn't sure if she was going to kill him or not. Uh, I assume he's dead. I don't no, know. No, he's not dead because remember they took him out at the at the. Okay. End. Well, did we know he was alive? Yeah, his, his eyes were open and stuff. All that. Oh, okay, they, I missed that. I missed him. I, I saw them taking him out. I, I missed his eyes. And also, was... you got the heart monitor. They they do that on purpose though because well, it's still true. it's that's still true. beeping yeah, and yeah. you still see that it's got like thirty yeah. beats a minute or something like that on it. So that well, you know that he's that he's still alive. Um, because actually, there is apparently there's a lot of people who don't really like Dot that are watching this show. I, I was a little surprised. By that. Really? Well, because they're saying there's some truth to this. They're saying that because Dot won't just come completely clean about whatever has happened in uh, her life prior to this, uh, she's putting Scott, uh, Scotty, and Wayne in danger, and that is correct. Okay, that's very true. But it's like my thing is, it's obvious that she is re she is responding to trauma. That obviously yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's the reason why right. I, I don't I don't get this because what she has done is obviously look. This, there's nothing about this woman that says that she should be as well trained in guns as she obviously no. is, or yeah. in self defense that she obviously is. I mean, are we gonna find out? Did she pick it up? that much with the Tillmans? I feel like that's going to be the case, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So, But but so like I said, she's responded to trauma, so there's obviously something that has set this off in her, and that's why I don't buy into this. You know, she's... Yeah, right. she is... Uh, technically, yes, she is putting them in danger, but there is a reason for it, and like I said, they just are slowly unraveling, because we, we kind of start to get some of that, especially here at the end of, of episode five, when she is talking to uh, Indira in her home. Uh, I love that that matchup. Yeah, I thought that was really, really good. I'll, I don't know where they're going to go with that, uh, yeah. but it was really... Uh, it was a nice scene there at the end of yeah. uh, of episode five. Um, and poor Indira, that damn Lucas Cage is Lars has taken all her money. Well, and that's another interesting thing. That's another great scene. Again, another great scene with Jennifer Jason Lee because when Indira comes in to talk to her and basically try to interrogate why she has Dot committed, Dot immediately like turns the tables on her and like Hooray. And completely like puts her on the defensive because yeah. she says you're a debtor. And like all of a sudden, Indira's like. What, what's going on? I mean, look, if you're our age, uh, you, there's a, and you're not like just insanely wealthy, there's been a point in your life where you have probably been, you know, in dire straits because of finances. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I can't like everybody is going to have gone through that at least once. And so we, like, I love this because, you know, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know how that feels and yeah. you feel like completely vulnerable. You feel like mm -hmm. you're like about to lose, like you're, you're being torn apart at the seams and you don't know when it's all just about to completely come out from under you. Uh, so like that's, you understand what Indira is feeling the moment she says this to her and she starts right, going through right. all that. Uh, like I said, just great, great writing and great stuff from uh, Jennifer Jason Lee in this one. That, that was just a great scene as well. Um, but basically, she ends up getting away, and she's just making her way to what's great because at that at the end of that scene, Jennifer Jackson Lee's character says, "You know, 
you know, are you going to go find my daughter-in-law who I know is, and are you going to sit here in the one place where I know she is not? And she's actually there. <laughs> right. That was really funny. It was great. It was just great the way they, they set that up. So she goes to the house. She ends up taking uh, Scotty back with her. Uh, they, we also have a great scene with Danish and the, the security person that he hired yeah. will not let him leave until he shows that ID. That was hilarious. It's just fantastic from Dave Foley. Like I said, I, he hasn't been around a lot here recently, but I'm so glad he's in the show. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, definitely a different part than he's ever played. Oh, yeah. so I really enjoyed him. Yeah, it, it really is. So, um, he, But she ends up taking Scotty and herself to Indira's house. She ends up sitting in there. And then Indira just walks in and like, like, she didn't expect her to be there, but like, it wasn't like she was surprised either that she was and there. And she had made breakfast? Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, uh, it's and like I said, and so they have this great conversation about all the stuff that had transpired uh, because she says, I want the truth. If I want to do anything for you, I need the truth at this point. Um, and she basically kind of like goes into like her history about what all has happened between her and Roy. Uh, and she t- sells, basically tells her, you know, I need you to take my daughter for a little while because I don't want, to, she doesn't want to endanger. She realizes that doing all this stuff is putting yeah. her in danger uh, and she doesn't want to do that. And Indira, uh, it's great when her husband, uh, who is played by, what is his name? I can't remember his name. Lucas Gage. Thank you, Lucas Gage. When he walks in, like, hey, honey, there's a woman at our table. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. And also, it's like, wait, we got to keep a real kid? <laughs> I guess a real kid. Because uh, he's just sitting there pounding away in his in his golf simulator. Yeah. That's that's all he's Those doing. Those poor clubs he bought are, are not working out. They're messing up his swing again. I will say this. Uh, having... Uh, having a, a a a son who is a like a serious golfer, there are better clubs for him to buy. So I, I would tell him to go get find the other <laughs> stuff. So, um, anyway, uh, and that's kind of the way uh, the episode ends is with her. Well, I like how she drives off into the sunset, similar to Roy did yeah, in the, the episode before. Episode. Yeah, in the previous episode. So that was really good too. So now, real quick, have you? Uh, I heard this on the Prestige TV podcast. I want to run it by you. Have you heard the? The Wizard of Oz theory about this show. Uh, I briefly heard it, but give it to me again. Well, basically, I, it's it's like they're taking like themes and they're like kind of like turning some of these people into like some of the characters that are similar to uh, Wizard of Oz. So obviously, we have she's been referred to mostly as Dot, but it's short for Dorothy. So we have Dorothy. That's true. Uh, one of the characters in the Wizard of Oz is the Cowardly Lion. And who do we have? We have Lions. Wayne. Is. We have Wayne yeah. Lion. We've got Lorraine yeah. Lion. So you have Lions in this. Um, you remember what Toto, What kind of a dog Toto was? He was a... Uh, I don't... Wait. What was he? What's What's her daughter's name in this? Oh, Scotty. He's a, he was a Scotty Terrier. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, like, is Scotty... Scotty seems to be like Toto in this thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Dorothy is like that's, fascinated by homes, so and that's you know the, that's big, true. the big thing with Dorothy and, and the Wizard of Oz. Uh, people have said like uh, John Hamm is like the wizard. Uh, like the wizard wasn't evil, but he was like projected power when he didn't really have power. Okay, and I can see that. So maybe that's kind of where the, like the tie in with this is, and it's like it's not like supposed to be like a one to one comparison, but like just some of the themes. What's it say? Is Gator the Scarecrow, or is uh, well, uh, Far Monk might be the Scarecrow. Remember, he had the mask on at the very beginning. Oh, uh, that's true. Somebody was saying like Gator's supposed to be like the 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 Tin Man. Uh, but okay. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, some of the stuff doesn't hold up. Some of it does, but. 
it, it is interesting that some of the there's something there for that, sure. Yeah, it feels like there really is something there. So I'll be really interested to see if that continues to play out because I was kind of fascinated by that when they were going over it on. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the Prestige TV podcast uh, earlier uh, this week. So, uh, just like I, said, like I said, it's a great episode. It's uh, all yeah. these episodes are just fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm so impressed by this entire thing so far. So, so does Dot really love Wayne? Oh, I think so. I think so. Uh, I really yeah. believe that. I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, she is doing this all, you know, because she wants to stay with him. Because if she, well, she wants to save her child as well. Well, she wants to save her child as well. That's that's true. But if you know. It would have been really easy after episode one if she was if she didn't love him just to go run off and never see him. That's again. true. So that's true. Uh, I, I really feel like yes, she does. Lo- I feel like she does love him uh, quite a bit. So yeah. Uh, let's just do some little theorizing real quick. So we're halfway through. Who's dying in this thing? Um, Gator. I'm not as convinced anymore. Yeah. I, I I was thinking definitely at the beginning of this thing that he was going to die a very cruel and horrible death. I'm less convinced now. Uh, maybe I look. I still think it's quite possible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I still think it's quite possible, but I'm less convinced that he's dying in this. Roy. Roy's definitely dying. He's definitely going to be killed, and it feels like Dot's going to like like put like a I don't know like a, a stake a, through the heart, a or stake through the heart, or like a a, a a chopstick through the nose to his brain or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, the the FBI agents are are 100 percent dead. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Remember the first season, Key and Peele played the FBI agents. Oh, and they right. got burned. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Danish Graves, man. Uh, Roy Tillman gave him that warning. I feel like he's gone. It and feels, potentially Lorraine. Yeah, it didn't feel really good for him either. And Wayne is always in jeopardy. Yeah, and that just kind of makes me sad because like he's. I hate when the vulnerable people die, and I'm afraid that he's going yeah. to. But uh, we'll I, see. I feel like the cops are going to make it. Yeah, I feel like the cops. And, oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's going to be the case. I feel like everybody's like that's going to be the case. So, uh, look, we still haven't even gotten like the insurrection part of this because they're supposed to be, like if yeah. you've seen the, if you've seen the trailers, you know that's coming. I don't even know when, when that's going to start to come out. So you're right, the Gator Gator might end up. I, I just wonder if he's going to do something courageous and get killed. He might. He might. That that could be that could I, be the case. I, at first, I thought he was going to die just a horrible death right. because he's a terrible person, but I'm I, I'm. Not so convinced of that anymore. Yeah, I'm not convinced of it either. So we'll we'll just see what they do with that character. But I'm really interested to see what they do with it. So, all right. Uh, I guess that wraps us up. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about with this one. Uh, I think we're ready for some awards. Yeah, I think we are too. So let's head and do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a show, we'd like to give out three awards, uh, three weekly awards. Uh, the first one is the Tyrion Lannister. Who is your Tyrion Lannister for this week? I think you got to go, Co. I think Juno Temple really owned episode four, and Jennifer Jason Lee just took over five. Yeah, it's it. If you have a Co, you got to give it to him. Uh, but Juno Temple is, to me is still the most impressive person in this thing. Oh yeah, for sure. She is just absolutely amazing in this. Like I said she is. I, I'm seeing things from her I never thought I would see in, in a absolutely. television show or movie. So, uh, the actor all along, the best scene of the week. I think you got to go with the break in on uh, episode four. Yeah, that's the best episode. If you were to give yeah. me a, if you were to break it up into four and five, I'd give that to episode four. On episode five, uh, probably. I think, I think this. I think the talk between Roy and Lorraine was really good. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, you've got the scene where uh, she's breaking out of the hospital. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, you could go with that. So there's a few of them there in episode five. The if you come at the king, you best not miss. What's your best line this week? 
Uh, this was Roy the Danish. Uh, we will be seeing each other again, not the way you think. Uh, mine was from Jennifer Jason Lee to the two bankers. The last time you negotiated with a woman was over a Tijuana blowjob. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was a fantastic uh, line. I, I, I think you, you mentioned this one earlier. Nice meeting you, Scotty. Tell your mom, Sheriff Tillman yeah. says hello. Now, that one, uh, I had it up there as well. That was, like yeah. I said, just... Like, it doesn't seem that sinister, but just because you know of what he's trying to do there, uh, just because he just, he says it so nonchalantly, tell your mom, Sheriff Roy mm-hmm. says hi, and because when she does tell him, when she does tell her that, like, just the fear and, like, the dread over her, like, like right. there's just the whole, like it almost looks like she's like i just completely failed my daughter because she met this man uh right right so, right, right yeah it's just absolutely fantastic so all right rating time here on the main attraction podcast we have a five-tier rating system at the top of our list is a succession uh beneath the succession is a lost the middle of the road force is friends beneath the friends is a full house the bottom of the barrel is a baywatch what are you rating the first five episodes of fargo Oh man, this is succession. I am loving every minute of it. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely succession. It's just absolutely fantastic. I, I'm so impressed by. it. And again, had this come out earlier in the year, this would definitely probably be in my top ten. Oh, we gotta get question. to the ending, but it it feels like it would have been. Yeah, I th- I feel like that's gonna be the case as well. If it you know if it had made it before. If it if it yeah. had come to an end before the season before the year was over, it would have been in my top ten. I may just push it on into twenty twenty four just because it's I want to recognize it at some point. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we like to do recommendations and things you're looking forward to. I've got a couple of things I'm looking forward to, but yeah. I'll let you do uh, some recommendations. Yeah, I, I got some recommendations. I watched the Netflix Todd Haynes movie May December okay. with Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. And it's uh, kind of a takeoff of the Mary Kay Letourneau story okay. of uh, uh, a an adult marrying a child. Oh, okay. uh, it is really fucking freaking, freaking, <laughs> freaking. Uh, we got, hey, we've gone over 200 episodes with only one slip up. That's pretty good. <laughs> my bad, my bad, people. Really freaking good. I'm so sorry I said that. Can it's, we cut that out? It's all right. Like I said, if it's just one, I think it'll be okay. So, uh, but, like, we but, get uh, you get one in PG 13. I think we can allow yeah, ourselves okay. to have one. I, I apologize for one's family. I did not. Want to <laughs> like say I that. said, over 200 episodes, and that's our first slip up. That's pretty good. Yeah, especially the way I talk. But anyway, uh, really good movie. It is mysterious. It's suspenseful. I, I would definitely highly recommend it. It was it was something. So I would uh, Charles yeah, Melton. I've heard it. We I, I've saw. Not seen yet. Charles Melton, we saw in Poker Face. Poker Face, right. Really good as the husband. Oh, really? Like, I, he's I, getting some Oscar Yeah, I know. I've heard like Oscar talk for like Best Supporting Actor for him or something like that. Yeah, so. So it, yeah I would definitely recommend that. Uh, also, I have been watching Nathan For You, the Nathan Fielder show that oh, okay. got him famous. Uh, I'm on season two, and this is Nathan Fielder at his best. Oh. There is an episode where he's doing a magic trick where... If he, in front of children, where a robot is attempting to take off his pants and he is uh, chained up, and if he doesn't, there he is allowed cops to come where he will be a sexual predator <laughs> for the rest of his life. That's funny. <laughs> so if this is Nathan Fielder at his best. I, I need to watch it. I haven't watched it. It's, it's, it, it's, on, it's on Max. It's on Max, Nathan okay. for you. Uh, I laughed so hard, and then the next episode is about, and this one became famous, you can actually look this up, where he made a fake Starbucks next to a Starbucks and caused a lot of uh, 
problems for Starbucks. Oh, wow. I think they actually end up suing him. Oh, wow. But uh, I cannot highly recommend those two episodes. They're in, episode, they're in season two. There are other good episodes, but as anything with him, you are going to be, like, cringing. You may not right. only watch a couple episodes at a time. Yeah, so. that's true. Uh, yeah, so, Nathan, for you. The other thing, I, I may go this weekend. Godzilla Minus One is getting some huge, huge reviews yeah. feedback. I really want to go see it. I do, too. I, haven't ever, I don't know if I want to get a chance to go see it in theaters. I feel like it would be best in theaters, but I'm not sure if I want to get a chance to go see yeah, it. So. Yeah, I'm going to try to talk my wife into going, maybe tomorrow. All right, uh, a couple things I'm looking forward to. Look, we actually mentioned this. If you listen to our uh, episode on uh, Reacher, the first three episodes, if you've already listened to it, we talk about this. I want to talk about it again. Uh, my daughter has told me she wants to go see it, so we're going to go see Wonka tomorrow afternoon. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, so it should be fun. It's gotten pretty good reviews. Uh, nothing it has. Like, nothing like Paddington, uh, who the person yeah. who did Paddington uh, did this. But still, it's still getting really good reviews, so yeah. I'm really interested to see it. I'm just really more interested in, uh, what's his name? Who's playing the Oompa Loompa? Uh, no, no. Chalamet's, oh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant. Like I said, that looks like it's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Timothy Chalamet's probably going to be great in this, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Hugh Grant in his, you know, I don't give a rip <laughs> stage of his career. Like I said, yeah. that is something that is just, uh, I loved. I loved it in uh, Dungeons & Dragons. I can't wait to see what he does in this. Uh, so, uh, yeah. looking forward to that. My daughter loved... Like I said, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, uh, the Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie with Johnny Depp, uh, but yeah. both my kids loved it, uh, You know, but they were also very, very young, so I don't, can't blame them. Um, but uh, I told her, I said, you know, this is kind of a prequel to that, and it sort of kind of is, uh, and she said she wanted to go see it, so we're going we're gonna to go see it. Cool. Uh, uh, the other thing, uh, they keep showing uh, ads for this, and it looks pretty good on Apple TV+, Plus. whenever I watch a, cheap, a TV show on Apple TV+, Plus. Masters of the Air, which I think comes yeah. out January 26th. Uh, yeah. I don't know the premise except for, like, it's World War II, and it's planes. Yeah, uh, Austin Butler. Yeah, Eric Austin Keogh. Butler's in it. Yeah. Look, so, like I said, looking forward to that. Uh, it looks like it's going to be actually. Well, it's Spielberg and Tom Hanks, who did Band of Brothers in the Pacific. And this yeah. is, like, their the third, their third part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to that as well. So uh, I can't wait to see that. Uh, we got a new trailer for a movie that was supposed to come out this year that is being pushed off to next year. Uh, we got the new Dune two trailer. Uh, yeah, March first. Yeah, I can't, I cannot wait for that. It's going to be. Me too. It, Speaking of Austin Butler, he's in he's that in and Shalabat. Yeah, he's both of them are in that. Yeah, you're, you're correct yeah. about that. So uh, I read the Dune books, uh, the Dune book. I haven't read any other ones, but it's absolutely fantastic. The first movie was really, really good. Can't wait yeah. to see what the second one was so all right i guess that wraps us up for this week anything else you want to add yeah uh again apologize for the profanity <laughs> like i said and, uh, over 200 episodes that's the first yeah, time we've dropped one of those drops so yeah so i uh, appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i would echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true